welcome to another episode of the Pet Business Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Eliza, and I am so excited to be here today and so excited to help you with your pet business. Today, I want to talk about a sensitive subject, trust. Specifically, how do we as pet business owners develop trust in our employees and the people that work for us? As entrepreneurs, we tend to believe that no one can run our business as well as we can. And this is true to an extent. Sooner or later, though, we're going to have to put our faith in someone else. And that can be hard, really hard. Today, I'm going to talk about my own journey down the trust highway and how you can learn to trust as well. I think it's going to be an amazing show. So give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip and let's dive right in. First of all, I want to start with an apology. I'm a little late getting this podcast episode out this month. And the reason is that I, um, my partner and I both actually, got the COVID booster shot last week. The latest one they have out. I think it's called the bivalent booster. I got the shot on Wednesday and it hit me pretty hard. Not full-blown COVID, of course, but I was in bed achy, headachy, everything hurt, honestly, all over. Um, So I was in bed all day Thursday and into Friday. I'm feeling much, much better now, so let's jump into it. This will be a short episode, but I think a very, very important one. We're going to talk about trust. Now, the short and long of it is I don't trust people. I am not naturally a trusting person. If you're like me, and I believe you are because you're an entrepreneur, you don't trust people entirely either. Okay, I don't mean that entirely. Obviously, I have people in my life that I trust. My family, my friends, colleagues. But when it comes to my business, I don't trust anyone. Specifically, I don't trust anyone else to deliver my services as well as I can. At least I didn't in the beginning. I remember hiring my first employee. It was a huge milestone, and that was both thrilling and terrifying. The thought of having some help filled my weary body with hope and joy. Finally, someone to do those evening visits so I could enjoy a relaxed dinner with my husband rather than scarfing down food and heading right back out to visit clients. On the other side, though, the thought of someone else representing my business in the field to my clients filled me with dread. Now, this had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the person I'd hired. She was great. I loved her. It had everything to do, though, with me believing that no one could deliver my services and represent my company as well as I could. It was my new baby, and handing it over to someone else literally made my stomach hurt. It took a long time to get to the point where I started to feel better about this, and I'll admit, these feelings never completely go away, and it didn't happen all at once. There was a definite evolution in the trust process. So let's talk about the beginning first. Good place to start, the beginning. So I can admit now that I was a total control freak in the beginning. Micromanager was my middle name. I checked every visit timer to make sure clients were receiving their full time. I checked every visit update to make sure they were polite, complete, and correct. I followed up every few days with every client to make sure that all was going okay. 
The time that I had gained back by not being out in the field doing every visit was replaced by the time I spent checking up on my employee. This went on for a while, but thankfully it evolved. At some point I realized, and this was probably my first epiphany, that if I was ever going to trust my employees, I needed to have strong systems in place to hire and train them. So that's what I did. Um, I've talked about this before, but my professional background during my corporate days was all about developing and improving processes. Took me a while, but I finally took my own advice and started writing things down. I wrote Standard Operating Procedures, or SOPs, for every major activity in my business. How to do a pet sitting visit, how to write a client update, how to get into a client's house, the list went on. These were the original documents that would become my first employee manual. I then set about training my sitters on these processes. Now after I'd done this, I was able to relax, at least somewhat. If you know me, you know I'm all about process improvement. My initial processes changed and evolved as they should with every new employee. They got clearer, easier to train to, and easier for employees to absorb and act on the information. This made them more confident in the field, and it made me more confident in them. As my business and my processes grew and matured, it became evident that even with complete trust and faith in my employees, managing them was just becoming too much for me to handle on my own. So the next evolution in this process for me became hiring a manager. About a year into my business, I hired a manager. Her role was to interact with and manage all of the pet sitters in the field and take care of the routine administrative tasks day to day. This allowed me to spend more time working on getting new clients. I'd like to say I trusted her immediately and completely turned all of my attention to other things, but alas, that micromanager part of me still struggled to keep quiet. I checked in with her often, way too often. It was no longer overseeing every little thing my sitters did. Yay, good for me. But I had shifted my attention to micromanaging my manager, much to her dismay. It's a bit of a miracle, quite honestly, that she put up with me in those early days. It wasn't long before I had my second epiphany, or rather a repeat of the first epiphany, but at a higher level. If I was going to fully trust my manager to run my business and manage my employees the same way I would... I needed to have strong processes in place. You can sense a theme here. This began round two of writing standard operating procedures, except this time they weren't focused on how to deliver our services out in the field. They were focused on how to run the business behind the scenes, how to train new employees, how to enroll new clients, how to follow up with clients. The list went on. These were the original documents that would become my first operations manual. I then set about training my manager on these processes. As with the employee manual, the processes in my operations manual evolved and matured over time, as did my leadership team. We grew into two managers and a virtual assistant. The well-documented processes made it easy and efficient to train anyone on anything and further increased my confidence in my people. So I was finally at a good place trust-wise. It didn't happen overnight, but as my processes improved, my people's competency improved, and my trust in them improved. I knew they knew exactly what to do, 
what I would do in just about every situation. This allowed me to do three things. Number one, I stopped doing visits in the field, even training visits. I love spending time with the animals, but doing visits regularly, a lot of visits regularly, is exhausting and, as importantly, time-dependent. That means that you are at the mercy of when the client needs you to be at their house. I wanted to work on my business, on my time clock, when I wanted to, not when others demanded it. The second thing that happened is I was able to free up my time to focus on the things that I enjoyed doing in the business. We're all good at some aspects of our business and bad at others. If you claim to be an expert with every hat you wear in your business, good for you. You are a unicorn, my friend. As humans, we are more motivated to do things that we are good at and we enjoy those things more because we are good at them. I enjoy and I am good at marketing, developing processes, organizing, and strategic planning. And the third thing that happened, and this is important, I took a vacation. I mean a proper vacation. I even started taking regular time off to take care of myself. Because I had solid processes and I had trained my people well, I was able to step back from my business for whatever I needed, be it an evening out with my husband or a week on a beach somewhere tropical. My phone did go with me, full disclosure, on these holidays, but I rarely looked at it. My people knew that if something came up they felt they couldn't handle and absolutely needed my help with, they could call me at any time. The thing is, though, they almost never called. Most things they could answer for themselves through the processes we had. You know, as I was laying in bed last week, uh, recovering from my COVID vaccine, I was thinking about trust. I had commented at the doctors um, when we got our shots to my partner that I didn't really trust a six-month-old vaccine. The latest version, the bivalent version of the vaccine, just started being given last September. Now I have a science background and I realize that six months is not a lot of time to gather data on any possible long-term side effects from a vaccine. The kicker is, though, that I may not trust the vaccine completely, but I know that the alternative, actually getting full-blown COVID, could be much much worse. I think it's often that way with trust in running your own pet care business too. Getting the right procedures and training in place will allow you to exponentially increase your trust in your people, but they may not get you to the trust level that you want to be at. What does get you there is realizing that you can either start trusting people more or face the alternative, which is that your business will stagnate. You will grow to a certain point, but it will stagnate, and that is much worse. There is no way for your business to evolve and blossom the way it should without trusting others, and that is some powerful incentive to let go of those reins just a little bit more. Today, I'm in a good place. I trust my people. Do I still worry that they won't represent my business or do things exactly the way I would? Yeah, sometimes, a little bit, but I also know because I've got solid processes and procedures in place that what's done out in the field will be pretty much the way I do it. Those trust issues may never completely go away for an entrepreneur. 
Your business is, after all, your baby, and it always will be. But you'll sleep better at night knowing that the person taking care of your baby as you go about your life is going to do it in exactly the same or nearly exactly the same way that you would. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And if you're ready to take the plunge and launch your own pet business, or if you feel a bit stagnated and want to take your existing pet business to the next level, then reach out to me for a free strategy planning session at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. That's www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness. 